48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong has reported over 6,600 new COVID infections, some 300 fewer than yesterday's figure. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says rapid test kits to be delivered to every household will help gauge the epidemic situation in the SAR. And the CE also said the resignations of two British judges from the SAR's highest court are politically motivated. For the second day in a row, the number of new COVID infections here is below 7,000. But as Damon Pang reports, health authorities insist Hong Kong is not out of the woods yet. The number of new COVID cases stood at 6,646 for the day. Among them, more than 2,800 were confirmed by PCR tests, while over 3,700 were reported by people who took rapid tests. Undersecretary for Food and Health Choi tak said the number of cases has been dropping, but it's still high, so people should stay vigilant. Officials also reported another 119 people with COVID have died, including 102 who passed away at public hospitals in the past 24 hours. That pushed the total number of dead in the fifth wave to 7,612. On concerns that the lifting of a flight ban could raise the risks of imported infections, Chuang Shukwan of the Center for Health Protection said there's already widespread transmission of the Omicron variant in the community, so any imported cases would not add too much pressure on the city. Dr. Chuang also said officials will monitor the situation in case any new variants emerge. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government will make use of rapid test kits to be distributed to all residents to gauge the city's COVID-19 situation. Mrs. Lam said the time is not right yet to carry out universal testing. The best time for rolling out a CUT is at this initial stage or uh, at the end of an epidemic. Now, we still have 7,000 cases, so we have yet to reach the end of the epidemic. But very soon, we will be making an announcement. Since we are distributing numerous uh, RET kits in our anti-epidemic service bags, we would like to explore whether we can make use of this convenient and accurate tool of rapid antigen test kits so that we can gauge the epidemic situation uh, more accurately in Hong Kong. Nine foreign judges from Britain, Australia and Canada have said they will stay on the Court of Final Appeal after the resignations of two British judges. According to an AFP report, they said it's more important than ever to support the work of the courts at what they called a critical time in the history of the SAR. Meanwhile, the chief executive said it's obvious the resignations of the two British judges are politically motivated. Mrs. Lamb said that it's incorrect to suggest that overseas judges sitting on Hong Kong courts means they're endorsing the government. To uh, suggest on this occasion that uh, they could no longer sit on a court of final appeal because to do so would appear to endorse the administration is a very fallacious argument. And I can only draw the conclusion that there must be quite a lot of politics behind it. And in fact, in the last 15, 16 hours, all the commentators in Hong Kong, including very distinguished uh, senior counsels, have all suspected that this is a sort of uh, political manipulation. 
The Society for the Protection of Children says it will completely reform the management of its foster home after more than 30 staff members were arrested over alleged child abuse. Violet Wong reports. The group's executive committee chair, Robin Hammond, said in a press release that the children's residential home will be teaming up with various NGOs and institutions to rebuild its management system over the next nine months. All of the facility's newly recruited childcare workers will also receive training on topics such as how to build a home-like environment. Mr Hammond also said the damage to our reputation caused by the incident at the residential home is very considerable, adding that the critical issue is that a home be reformed to restore trust. Since late December, 34 workers at the facility have been arrested over alleged negligence or abuse. And on to the weather, becoming cloudy with a few rain patches, the outlook windy with occasional rain on Saturday. Currently, it's 22 degrees Celsius, with the relative humidity standing at 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Park Lang has urged the government to tighten vaccine mandates when it eases social distancing measures on April the 21st. Speaking on an RTHK show, Dr. Ho said infections will continue to drop in Hong Kong, but the epidemic may rebound when social distancing measures are relaxed. He said the vaccine pass policy should be tightened, including requiring Sinovac recipients to be triple jabbed and extending vaccine mandates to more places. Employees, not service users of all medical organizations, clinics and private hospitals, etc., as well as the indoor working population from private organizations, should be asked to use the vaccine pass from April the 21st. This way you can boost vaccination, and even if the epidemic rebounds, people have been vaccinated and you can reduce the number of severe cases and deaths. The Secretary for Financial Services, Christopher Hui, says he's confident that talents will return to Hong Kong, saying their departure is just a short-term phenomenon prompted by COVID restrictions. Yesterday, the chief executive said it might be an indisputable fact that business talent is leaving. But Mr. Hui told a radio show that people who have left are those who often need to travel in and out of Hong Kong for work, and he believes they'll come back. Should we call it an outflow of talent or are people just going to other places at the moment for work or business purposes? I think these talents will return as long as we let people know that here is where opportunities lie. People have left really quickly, but they may come back really quickly too. If we control the epidemic well and promote our selling points through different strategies, I am confident. Hong Kong's disbanded Confederation of Trade Unions is now at the center of a police investigation. RTHK has learned that several former leaders of the now disbanded group have been taken away by officers over an alleged violation of the society's ordinance. Jimmy Choi has more. Former President Zhou Wang, former Vice President Leo Tang and ex-treasurer Chong Chong-fai have been asked to assist the police investigation over the alleged failure of the former union group to hand in information the force demanded last month. The now-defunct organization Secretary-General Li Chak-yan, who's in jail, has also been questioned by officers. In addition, the police have applied for court warrants to search two premises linked to the CTU, which disbanded in October last year. The police had earlier asked for information regarding the Confederation's past operations. 
Reports, including in the Tai Kung Pao newspaper, said the former leader submitted responses to the police on March the 24th. Retail sales have plunged 14.6% year-on-year in February, snapping 12 months of growth as a fifth wave of infections hammered local shops. The slide in sales followed a revised 4% year-on-year increase recorded in January. Taking the first two months into account to remove the Lunar New Year effect, the total value of shop sales fell by almost 5% over the same period last year. The government warned that while it expects the doling out of consumption vouchers next month to provide some support, the retail industry will continue to face notable pressure in the near term. Shanghai authorities have called on residents to cooperate with strict measures imposed to contain the Omicron wave of infections as they prepare to launch a four-day lockdown for mass COVID testing of residents of Pusi, the area of the city west of the Huangpu River. As Frank Yong reports, the number of cases reported in Shanghai today was about the same as yesterday's record level. New COVID-19 cases remained high as the first phase of Shanghai's two-stage lockdown drew to a close. Testing of the city's population that lives east of the Huangpu started on Monday. Health authorities reported a further 355 patients showing symptoms of the virus, up from 326 the day before, but new asymptomatic infections dropped by about 350 to around 5,300. At the city's daily COVID briefing, Ma Chen Lei, Deputy Secretary General of the Shanghai government, acknowledged the authorities could have done more to contain the current wave of infections. Our knowledge about the highly contagious Omicron variant has been insufficient. We were inadequate in preparing for a surge in infected patients. Part of our control measures have not been targeted, and we were not thoughtful enough to those under lockdown. We sincerely accept criticism, and we are trying our best to improve. The Shanghai municipal government also issued an open letter saying it stood firm in achieving the dynamic clearance goal while recognizing people's sacrifices. Here's some of that letter that we've voiced up. We can't pull off a testing this size and win the pandemic battle without the cooperation of residents. Pandemic prevention and control work have brought much inconvenience to people. We implore residents to keep cooperating and follow the pandemic control and prevention guidelines. We can only safeguard our home and our city through everyone's efforts. The authorities also pledged to keep Shanghai's population supplied with daily necessities and medical services. In total, the National Health Commission reported more than 1,800 new symptomatic COVID infections, almost three-quarters of them in northeastern Jilin province. There were also around 6,650 new asymptomatic cases. Chinese-Australian journalist Cheng Lei has gone on trial in a court in Beijing on espionage charges. The former CGTN presenter was detained in August 2020 and formally arrested last year. She's accused of providing state secrets to a foreign country. Because of that, the proceedings are being held behind closed doors. Australia's ambassador to China, Graham Fletcher, was barred from entering when he turned up for the trial. This is deeply uh, concerning, unsatisfactory and regrettable. Um, we can have no confidence in the validity of a process uh, which is conducted in secret. Nevertheless, we will continue to advocate strongly for uh, Ms Chung Lei's rights and interests in accordance with the consular agreement between our two countries. 
Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbing said in a daily ministry briefing that a verdict will be announced at a later date. A convoy of Ukrainian buses has set out for the southern city of Mariupol to try to reach civilians trapped by Russian forces. The BBC's Sasha Schlichter reports. There's supposed to be a one-day ceasefire in force in Mariupol now, declared by Russia to facilitate orderly and safe evacuation. 45 buses are involved. Previous experience has not inspired trust in the actions of the Russians, who on several occasions would bomb the very corridors they'd just set up. But this time, the Red Cross and UNHCR are involved. Mariupol's mayor said this week that up to 170,000 residents were trapped in the city with no power and dwindling supplies. Much of Mariupol has been reduced to rubble. Russia has signalled that its overstretched army will now be concentrating on the east and the south, with Mariupol alone standing in the way of a land corridor between the two areas. The head of NATO says Western intelligence confirms that Russia is not keeping its pledge to scale down military operations around Kiev and in northern Ukraine. Jens Stoltenberg said Russian units were not withdrawing but being redeployed. Russia is trying to regroup, resupply and reinforce its offensive in the Donbas region. At the same time, Russia maintains pressure on Kiev and other cities. So we can expect additional offensive actions bringing even more suffering. The European Bank for Reconstruction and Development says the war in Ukraine has caused the greatest supply shock for 50 years, with major contractions expected for both the Russian and Ukrainian economies. The bank's chief economist, Biata Gavorchik, said even with a ceasefire within two months, the conflict would cast a long shadow of economic damage. Russia is going to have lower productivity growth and economic growth long term as a result of the sanctions simply because they are not going to have access to foreign technologies embodied in capital goods. They will receive less foreign direct investment, which brings knowledge, managerial skills. Sports now, and at the Women's Cricket World Cup, defending champions England have thrashed South Africa by 137 runs at Hagley Oval in Christchurch to reach the final. Set to target of 294, South Africa were all out for 156 and 38 overs, with the world's top-ranked spinner Sophie Eccleston taking 6 for 36. England will play Australia in Sunday's final, which will also be held at Hagley Oval. And to end the news, the top stories again. Hong Kong has reported over 6,600 new COVID infections, some 300 fewer than yesterday's figure. The CE says rapid test kits to be delivered to every household will help gauge the situation of the epidemic in in the SAR. And Chief Executive Carrie Lam also said the registrations of two British judges, the resignations of the two British judges from the SAR's highest court are politically motivated. The news from RTHK. Lydia keeps my toothbrush in her apartment And she never complains Well, hardly ever And then jokingly she says Boy, it's been so long since I held you I nearly gave you up for dead 
I nearly gave you up for dead I nearly gave you up for dead Lydia, Lydia, how come you understand? I can offer you nothing at all This is more than I had planned Lydia, Lydia, I am at your That I can 